is nothing more inspiring than a woman being unapologetically herself. The answers are all in your heart. She's waiting, she's waiting, she's waiting for you to set her free. Welcome to BU Podcast. I'm Jill Herman and I am so glad you're here. I was broke, insecure, and craved approval. But with grit, hustle, and sacrifice, I still built a successful multi-million dollar business. 10 years in, burnout, I slowed down and looked inward. In that silence, I discovered that the same level of success could have come to me with much less effort and so much more joy. That's when I threw out the expectations of the world and chose to unbecome every single thing I thought I was supposed to be. And the real me was uncaged. It was far from easy. And in this podcast, I'll offer my entire journey as a roadmap so that if you're ready, you can finally be you. Hey, everybody. So I was recently on pretty amazing podcast. Yes, I'm tooting my own horn, but I'm also tooting her horn. Now, we've talked so many times about having the confidence and coming from a place of abundance and of self-love, meaning we are free and open and willing to accept and receive compliments, accept and receive money, accept and receive abundance in all forms, and toot our own horn. So when I say I'm also going to give a shout out or toot the horn of this other person, it isn't out of obligation. It just absolutely makes sense in this example. So I'm super excited to share with you that I was invited to be on a pretty amazing podcast, really popular podcast. A lot of people I know follow it and love it. And I didn't pitch her. She heard about me through a mutual friend. And so I do have to thank her, Tracy O'Malley. Thank you, Tracy O'Malley. Tracy said to her, hey, you want to check out Jill's podcast? I think you'll like it. And Jill might be somebody great. She has a great story for your podcast. And Tiffany Carter, I love you. Tiffany Carter gets pitched 10 to 15 times a day for her podcast. And based on the recommendation of Tracy O'Malley and checking out a couple episodes on my podcast, she approached me and invited me to be on. Why am I sharing that? Two reasons. One, I'm just proud and, and, and we're in community together and I want to celebrate that with you because you were a part of that, believe it or not, because you've helped me grow into the person who would be invited on a podcast like that. And I'm also sharing it with you because the episode is going so well, as in it's landing well for people, as in I even got a phone call. Who calls people on the phone anymore? <laughs> but someone called me from Arizona and said, uh, that was my favorite episode I've ever heard on any podcast. And I was like, oh, what about my podcast? And she's like, it's still my favorite. <laughs> and so there's more buzz about that episode than a lot of episodes that I've done on this podcast. So I'm inviting you to check it out. Not because I need you to support me. One, I want you to find Tiffany Carter and find her podcast called Project Me. I have a link in the show notes of this episode called the episode notes. I have a link to this particular episode on Apple, iTunes. So if you're on Spotify or something else, just search Project Me with Tiffany, T-I-F-F-A-N-Y, Carter. And we have her coming up on this podcast, by the way. And then the episode is an interview with me. And I, I'm inviting you to listen to it because one, I think more people need to know about her podcast. Why? Because she is so real. I don't mean that I'm authentic. I mean, 
like no bullshit real. She's a multimillionaire. Doesn't matter if she is or she isn't, but she's a multimillionaire who doesn't use that as leverage. She's a multimillionaire who's so successful, but she just wants to get to truth and to see people for who they are and to celebrate people and inspire them. And she's a badass business coach. Amazing. And she was able to pull things out of me on her podcast on that episode that I've never shared with you here. And I've shared everything with you on this podcast. So I thought, but she's a former journalist and she's just so good at what she does. And we were vibing. And so I went into some really tough stuff and it's resonating with so many people. This isn't me pretending, oh, so many people are contacting me and it's my mom. I mean, there really are a lot of people talking about this episode and putting it on social media, et cetera. It's not because, oh, Jill's so great. No, it's because I told the truth. It's because my truth lands with so many people. My truth and the story and the vulnerability and the pain and the self-judgment and the screwing things up and the codependency and the struggle, all of it is inviting women to look at their own and to be okay with sharing their story out loud. And so I th- I think, I don't know, I think that's why it's resonating so well and people are celebrating it so much. So go check that out. And I get into even like, how I ended up choosing divorce. How did I even get to that place? How I left a former career, but I was forced to leave, but somehow I'm actually grateful for it, even though it was so painful. How did I get through years and years and years of being married to someone who wasn't seeking treatment for their addiction? How did I do that for almost 20 years and why? why did I become a nurse? And what did I really feel like every day when I was working as a nurse? And why in the world would I leave that to go into network marketing? And what did that teach me? And why did I screw that up? And how did I make it great? Anyway, I'm inviting you to take a listen. So what I want to chat with you today about is just, you know, you saw the title. I mean, are we really woke or are we just pretending to be woke or awakened and using that as a weapon and using it as a mask and using it as a way for us to judge others and be elitist? I don't know. What do you think? I mean, you probably can tell what I think by what I just said. I think a lot of people are woke. I think a lot of people are awakened. It comes from a really, really good, honest, powerful place. That term originated from a good place. And I believe a lot of people are morphing it into a weapon and an excuse and a way to be able to judge and condemn others, to tell people, oh, you're not a kind person. You're not a good person. You didn't make a post about discriminating against this group of people, so you're bad. You're wrong. I'm going to cancel you. Being condescending. Here's a twist to the episode. Yeah, we could do a whole episode on that. But here's what I realized as I was thinking about it. I'm like, you know what? This isn't that new. There is something new that scares me. I don't know if you agree, and I'm okay if you don't, but I'm going to be real here. There is something going on new in this country that does scare me. If you don't agree with me, you're bad. If you don't agree with me, you will be canceled. I don't know if you've ever watched Seinfeld. I was a huge Seinfeld junkie. Those of you who are too young to know, it was a super popular show with Jerry Seinfeld. And there was an episode where they were walking, doing a walk for AIDS awareness as in the disease of AIDS. And Jerry or somebody didn't have the red ribbon on. And this guy was like, why don't you have the ribbon on? He's like, I'm, I'm not, I don't need to wear the ribbon. I'm here. I mean, I'm, I'm marching. I'm here. He's not wearing the ribbon. He's not wearing the ribbon. 
And it was this whole just episode about judgment because you're not wearing the costume. You don't really care. You're pretending, right? And the flip side of that is, are you sure you really care that much? Because if you care so much to judge me and condemn me and put all your energy into telling everybody that I'm not woke, maybe you're not as woke as you think. <laughs> and what does woke even mean, right? It's supposed to be awakened. I've awakened to truth. I've awakened to myself, meaning even my flaws and my shadow and my dark side and the things I'm ashamed of, you know, the stories I've been telling myself my whole life, the crap from my childhood. You know, I'm awakened to the fact that everything I see in the world is just a mirror for me. If I don't like it, it's because I don't like something about myself or I'm supposed to, it's supposed to teach me something about me, that everything out there is a teacher. That's my term for woke or awakened. Now, there are a lot of people living in the dark. I mean, they don't get that racism is real. They don't get it. They're just completely oblivious to the truth of what's happening to so many people in this world. And I do agree that it'd be good for us to help open them up to an awakening. And at the same time, we need to be careful that it doesn't fall into judgment, a mask to avoid looking at ourselves, a distraction, because it does distract you from truly creating change in the world. If you're focusing on me and not on creating change, which only comes from you, then you're not really creating any change. You're just marching around with a ribbon on or a certain bumper sticker. Okay. But here's the other side. As I said, this has been going on for a long time. It never was called woke. It never was called anything, but it's this elitist attitude in this, I'm better than you because I know more and I'm evolved. It's been happening for so long in so many different arenas, let's say. Let's call them arenas, different boxes, different groups. So I only wrote down a few. I thought about the people who are elitist about nutrition because they were awakened. People who find Jesus Christ as their Savior after, let's say, they're in their adult years, and then they use that as a way to not just spread love, but also to spread judgment. They say they're saving people when they're actually judging people, right? What about social justice and injustice? The people who are doing the protesting and the marching and they're wearing the ribbons and they've got the look, they've got the look, they've got the bumper sticker, all of that. Or, or you know, they truly did wake up. They are awakened to the importance of spreading love and awareness around social injustice. Like it's pure, it's good. And they take it into judgment and elitism. What about personal development? I'm going to dig into these in a second, but personal development, oh my gosh, that world is so full of it. Full of it. Yeah. As in full of shit, like full of goodness, full of wisdom and full of shit. Like, you know, everything has to be a process. I heard our, our marriage coach, Steph, my husband was listening to a YouTube video when I walked in the door the other day and it was about how not everything has to be a process. And I love that he said that because you can get so caught up in, you know, inner child work and mirror work and shadow work. And I'm going to do these plant medicine ceremonies to open up my third eye. And then I'm going to work on my chakras and then I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do that. And I'm going to take all these personal development courses. I'm going to walk on fire. I'm going to, and all this stuff is great. But what about just also just living life, loving humanity, being kind, having fun, being a good human? doesn't always have to be about that. But in that personal development space, like all these other groups, there's a specific language, right? There's a certain look. You're in the club if you look a certain way. 
what about fitness? There's a certain look if you're into fitness and you only eat certain things and you know and you only lift this much. And I mean, there's a whole division of of um, people in fitness who only do CrossFit. And if you don't do CrossFit, you're a wimp. <laughs> you know, it also applies to the spiritual journey. It's sort of enmeshed with the personal development space. But it's also separate. I mean, it's, it's, it's the, the, the people who are so enlightened, right? They're so enlightened and they talk a certain way. Now, this is my judgment coming out. I own it. But my point is that nothing wrong with that if it's pure. If it's, if talking a certain way and being that way is just who you are now. But what if you're doing it to be elite, to be better than everybody, to make sure people follow you? To even say things, like I actually heard someone say that they can't even remember what it's like to live without thinking about different dimensions, 3D versus 5D. Like, yeah, you do. You totally remember. (laughs) It's so funny to me. What about network marketing, direct sales? You know, I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan. It caused so much goodness in my life for so long and Ladies, those of you in the industry, I know you can laugh with me right now. You and I both know there is a subliminal message. Once you get woke, how do you get woke? When you get into network marketing and you go to your first large conference or you really see people are truly making income online, sharing products that they're passionate about with their friends in a great community, there's personal development running through its veins. You don't have to be tied to a schedule, time freedom, Wi-Fi freedom. When you're first exposed to that, it is really an awakening moment. You're like, what the hell? I can't believe I didn't know this. This is a real thing, right? However, it's also then subliminally given to us, intentionally or not, and I've been there, where we also then start being a little bit elite about the whole J-O-B. Like, who would want a J-O-B? You know, because we all want time freedom. We all want... and. um not exactly. That's not exactly true. We think that and we want to believe that, but there are people who love their J-O-B and they don't want to be on your team. All right. So I'm going to use myself as an example because I think it's always important for us to look at ourselves and just pick out a few of these. Okay. So let's look at nutrition. Okay. So as far as nutrition, yeah. (laughs) So I was someone who lived on junk food and processed food. I justified it though by saying, look, it's not like I'm living on hot dogs and Cheetos. Like I'm not dumb, right? But I ate so much junk and I ate fast food all the time and drank tons of soda. I was super thin and uh, fairly fit. And so I justified it and I had no health issues that I knew of and I felt fine. What's the big deal? You know, as I said on Tiffany's episode the other day, people would talk to me about reading labels and I'm like, yeah, read this. I just, I just didn't get it. Then I woke up. I was awakened. I was woke. And yes, it absolutely spun everything, turned everything on its ear. I'm like, wait, hold on a minute. What? I had no idea what hydrogenated oil was. I had no idea what casein was. I had no idea the truth behind the food pyramid. I had no idea everything that I learned that woke me up, all good, pure, just like all of this, all good and pure. And what happened? My ego stepped in because all of a sudden I was like, oh, now that I know this, 
I'm not just going to teach it to other people because that would be coming from a good, pure place. I started becoming judgy. I started becoming elitist about it. You know, I can't believe you're eating that or so-and-so is eating that or, yeah, I'll only eat this. Even going through the grocery store, literally hiding anything that didn't look healthy underneath all of the healthy stuff because I didn't want anyone to see it because I now was on the other team because you have to look the part, right? I had to wear the ribbon. I had to have the bumper sticker because what happens if you don't have that? Then maybe people will think that you're not really true. It's not really true. Maybe people will think you don't really fit in. You don't belong. I don't know, but I did that badly. I mean, I could tell you an hour's worth of funny stories about how it wasn't so funny at the time, how I was showing up with regard to food on social media, with my family, just judgy as shit. It was ridiculous. Not just bringing a healthy dish to a cookout, but making sure I said, oh, well, this is ours. This is what I want my kids to eat, you know? All right, so what about religion? Yep, did that too. Mm-hmm. So I became officially, became a Christian as an adult, Easter Sunday, I don't even know how many years ago. And yeah, I became that person that would go out to a restaurant and quietly and silently judge the people that weren't dressed up on Sunday because clearly they didn't go to church. Okay, well, what if they went on Saturday night? What if they didn't go? Who cares? And how is this your business? <laughs> right? But this is what a lot of us do. I used religion unknowingly and unintentionally, okay, as a weapon, which is what we're talking about today. You know, taking this awakened state and being woke, which is good. And then that morphing into judgment and elitism and a mask and a distraction and all of that. And I did it. I did it really, really well for a long time. Oh, gosh. I, I could give you so many examples. But as far as religion, I would debate people. Even my spouse at the time, I had a different view now of faith and religion. And so I was trying to force that onto him, who was a cradle Catholic. And I was like, no, it doesn't work that way. No, that's not it. And it's so fascinating to me because when you look at religion, when you look at Christianity, I'm just going to use Christianity as an example because, look, I'm just going to say it, okay? We have the corner on the market for a lot of good, and we have a corner on the market for judgment. Judgment, condemnation. There's only one way to get to heaven. There's only one way to get to promised land, and you don't have it. If you want to, you can come with us. Otherwise, Uh, good luck. You know, I mean, it's, I'm not saying everyone says that or feels that way, but that's how it can come across. Ask someone who's not a Christian how they feel. A lot of people feel judged by Christians. And I have a friend who's practices Hinduism. She married someone from India and they are Hindu. And we had that conversation where she's like, you know, I'm pretty damn sure that we're right. (laughs) She's like, I'm pretty damn sure, as sure as all the Christians are, that what I believe is correct. And yet, you don't see me trying to convince anyone else. We're just living our lives. And the experience of a lot of people is that people in Christianity tend to take it upon themselves, and I know where it comes from, a good place, purity, really, truly good, to save other people. But that sometimes, many times, converts and translates to the other person as, you're not trying to save me, you're telling me I'm wrong. You're telling me that you're sure my path is wrong when you're not sure. Yes, I am. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you're not. You believe because you have faith, and I admire that. But you don't know for sure that my, me as someone who practices another religion 
is not going to make it to the same place that you're going to make it. You don't know that. So that's where with religion, especially Christianity, that comes into play. So what about, um, we talked about social justice, but looking at myself with regard to personal development. When I first discovered personal development, I wasn't just sharing it with people. I was coaching people. I was trying to fix people. And I was kind of arrogant about it. And again, trying to get my spouse at the time to do what he should do. You should believe this. You should go to these courses. You should do Landmark. Using a certain language, et cetera. In the personal development space, there is a lot of I'm better than. I'm more evolved. I And there's this fake authenticity with a lot of people and fake vulnerability and tons of buzzwords, you know, that are used as distractions and as masks. Now, the heart of personal development is pure, just like with religion and everything else here. Pure and good, yet we have to be really careful. How is that translating to other people? When you wake up, are you focusing on everybody else or are you focusing on yourself? And it's not selfish to focus on yourself. It's actually a gift to the world for you to say, I'm going to be the change. I'm not going to tell you to be the change. I'm going to be the change and see how it affects other people. I can invite you along and inspire you 100%. But I'm not going to tell you that you're wrong for not. When I discovered how important it was to recycle, I was so hell-bent on making everybody else recycle. Rather than just doing it and talking about it, maybe like having some sort of a gathering where I educated people about it. Oh, no, no, no. I would shame people for not recycling. And I would do it in a kind way, but it's really a backhanded way of speaking to people. But it was under the guise of, I can't freaking believe you don't recycle. Are you stupid? Are you heartless? And that's how a lot of people are treating people, like with the whole social justice movement. It's like, you're an awful, horrible person if you don't say these things and act this way. Because I'm pretty sure you hate all these people who are of a different race or whatever. I'm certain of it. You sure? (laughs) You know, you sure about that? So when it comes to network marketing, okay? So I love this particular arena so much because I owe this profession so much gratitude. And I've talked about it many times, but I'm going to say it again. Changed my life, got me out of a job I hated, got me out of a marriage that I couldn't afford to leave otherwise, got me out of debt, gained tons of personal growth, tons and tons and tons of friends. And I absolutely am grateful for my years in that industry. Now that I'm out, here's something I thought of when I was listing these. So when we look at network marketing, we wake up. We wake up to you know this whole new world, as I mentioned earlier, and we're excited about it. But then we go on this mission, and this is where it can flip. It translates, not so well. And other people aren't telling us that, right? Telling you that if you're in that industry, because they don't think you're going to hear them. So I'm being your friend here, telling you, because you're asking, that those are not the best genes for your butts. You're asking. I'm telling you, you have toilet paper in your shoe. Telling you that you have a little thingy thingy in your nose or some spinach in your teeth. You know, I'm being a good friend here, even if it doesn't feel good. So I'm telling you, if you're in network marketing, what other people are not going to tell you. We tend to become elitist about the industry. Some of it, I think, is because we're so shamed and judged by everybody. We puff up our chest because we're defensive. But some of it is we take the loving, think of Christianity and now think of network marketing. It's so similar, this example. I've learned so much and I'm awake now and I'm so excited. I want to tell everybody about this and I want to save you and I want you to be where I am. And that's all good, isn't it? And 
many times it comes across as or it morphs into shaming people because they don't want to get out of their J-O-B. Like, okay, Judy, I like my J-O-B. I like it. I don't want to sell anything. You're just afraid. Step into your fear. Nope, not afraid. Pretty sure I'm not afraid. Yeah, you just have to. I mean, I've said this shit to people. No, I'm not afraid. I like my job. I only I like that when I clock out, I'm done. I don't think about work outside of that. I'm plugged into my hobbies and my children and life. I like that I have my weekends off. I like that all of my vacations are scheduled. I like the fact that I am certain that I have health insurance coverage. I like the fact that I am doing this from nine to five. I actually enjoy what I'm doing. So I'm actually not afraid at all. I'm not afraid. I'm just telling you what you don't want to hear. <laughs> this is me telling you that. I, I'm, I'm trying to tell the network marketers that that's how a lot of people feel. You know, it's not better for everybody to get out of their J-O-B and to bring their husband home. Yeah, I don't want my husband home, says Judy. Yeah, I'm not bringing my husband home. A, he loves what he does. And B, why am I bringing him home? What are you talking about? Like, why do you keep saying that? <laughs> right? Not everybody wants that life. So we, all of us need to be very careful. Oh, and let, I said I would use myself as an example. Let me go back. So myself with network marketing, I absolutely did that. I would talk to people about time freedom and about getting out of their job, talk to a lot of nurses. But some of the nurses were like, I actually wanted to be a nurse since I was three. <laughs> so your story doesn't fit me. But I wanted to make it fit. I was going to put that shoe on that pudgy little foot and shove it on there no matter what, right? <laughs> it doesn't fit for everybody. But then that goes back to it came from a good place, right? But you and I, how do we know if we're just woke and awakened or if we're being elitist? Well, it's when our ego gets involved. When it goes from, I'm so grateful for this, I want to invite others to see what I see. When it goes from that to, if others don't see what I see, if others are not willing to see what I see, they're dead to me, or they're wrong, or they're bad, or they're unkind. That's when you know it's gone from what it should be to something else. That's when you know it's gone from just being awakened and and woke to being an elitist. And as I said, we use that when it gets to that point. It's not just, oh, you're being a little judgy. It is so much deeper than that. You and I, when we get that way, we're kind of doubting ourselves and doubting what we really believe. We want others to agree with us because if they don't, oh, maybe we're wrong. It's all our own ego. That's all it is. So when somebody's doing this, you have a couple of options. You can just ignore it and send them love and light, as they say. Pray for them. Bless her heart right? You can do that. Or you can experience that and then have a conversation. Now that's the hard part, but to me, that's how we're going to transform the world. We've got to be able to speak our minds. If this person is proud enough to speak their mind loudly on social media and in real life about the cause or about nutrition and eating pure or racial justice and injustice or personal development, spirituality, if they're that confident to use their voice there, why are you and I not confident enough to also use our voice and say, look, I'm not making you bad or wrong. I don't believe I'm better or wrong. We're on different journeys or different legs of the same journey. I'm not really sure yet because I haven't gotten to the other side yet, but I love you and appreciate you and I honor your journey 100%. And it's probably a story in my head, but I'm feeling 
like you think less of me. I'm kind of feeling like you don't like me as much. Or I'm I'm feeling like you feel like I'm not a kind person now because I'm not buying into what you're saying. I'm eating donuts. I'm giving my three-year-old a donut. I'm not going to go to church. And I don't believe Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven. Sorry. Like, I feel like because I won't wear the ribbon that I'm somehow this judgmental racist jerk. I'm feeling that way. But do you, do you really feel that way about me? You know, now some people just won't be willing to have a conversation or they're incapable of having a calm, kind conversation like that. But what if we tried? What if we at least tried? I think it would get us so much further than where we are now, where we're just judging each other behind our backs. So ask yourself this question, where have I gone from being woke or awakened to elitist? Where have I gone from being woke or awakened to condemning other people for not being woke or awakened? Where am I doing that? All of us are doing it somewhere, I'm sure. That's going to allow you to also give grace to the people who are doing it. If someone is calling you out because you're not denouncing something or you're not believing something, remember too that all of these groups I just mentioned, and we could list a hundred more, right? But just these different sections, right? Which would be the nutrition nerd purists, the religious Christians, those who take on social justice as a real passion of theirs, personal development, network marketing, fitness people, people on the spiritual path. Every single group that I just mentioned, here's the thing. If you're in one of those groups, I want to ask you, aren't you doing the exact same thing to others that you're saying they're doing to you? So if I'm this enlightened spiritual person, or I'm all about being awakened and social justice, but I'm judging the shit out of the conservative Christians, uh, something ain't adding up. One plus one ain't equal in two. Just think about that, the hypocrisy and the irony of that. And it's actually funny, isn't it? As I was judging people for not recycling, I was being super wasteful in other parts of my life. As I was judging people and condemning them about what, what they were eating, I wasn't even exercising. All right, so try this on. See how it fits. It might be a little itchy or uncomfortable. And let us know in our text community, 260-217-4675. And have a great day. Thank you so much for joining me on BU. I know there was something in this episode you were meant to hear. So let me know in a DM on Instagram at jillhermanbu. Be sure to subscribe to the BU podcast. And if you have iTunes, I would so appreciate you rating the podcast and leaving a comment with your biggest aha or takeaway. Sharing a screenshot of this episode on your story is the best way for us to reach women just like you. And if you send a link to a friend, let her know what unique quality she has that the world needs more of. If this is your first visit, welcome to our BU Collective, where we get honest about what it takes to find our true self so we can set her free and start living.